Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Yeah, I say let's go to a football season that is still 10 days from getting underway, at least for the Philadelphia Eagles. But as of right now, we know who the 53 guys are going to be playing next Sunday. No, we don't. And we'll talk about that <laughs> for the next couple hours here on Birds 365. Back and back, guys. John McMullen, Jody McDonald. Busy day for Johnny Mac yesterday. Did you get more than two questions in yesterday, Johnny Mac? I believe I got three in. Yeah, I, I, I was watching I the press availability. I go, oh, that's McMone. Oh, that's McMone again. Well, that, Johnny you know, Mack that, that, a third know, Were you the only one who showed up? Um, no, everybody was there. See, here was the problem. Um, we're we're they didn't release the roster to us, so we didn't know who was on the stinking team. Um, and, and Howie's already up there, ready to go. And like, so, you know, Howie's kind of important in the organization. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that, but, you know, meanwhile, the, the, you know, <laughs> the employees that are supposed to release this stuff, we didn't have it. So we're all sitting there. And I think Rube asked the first question about Isaiah Rogers. Because we're all sitting there going down the cut. Now we knew the vast majority, but there were five, six we didn't know, and we're all and we're all trying to scan the list and trying to figure it out. So you heard some redundant questions, and that's because people couldn't listen because they were studying the list and they only released the cuts. They didn't release the actual roster of the guys on the team. Oh, it was a cluster, Jody. It was okay. a cluster. I said, now this. This is competitive advantage. 
<laughs> right. Uh, so to not allow the media to be pre prepared and ready to go. But that speaks very highly of you that you were able to come up with questions like that without having all the information well, there. You know, Good most, you, of my, most of mine were philosophical questions. That's the reason I went that way, because, uh, you know, I was talking to Howie about all the changes and, 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 and the waiver wire and, and the practice squad, the expanded practice squad over the past couple of years, the ability to put veterans on the more liberal IR rules, because yep. you've seen this change. Um, and, and yeah, people already, you know, people are like, the only thing I get mad, I get stuff wrong all the time. Like I'll say Jody, Jody was completely right on Eli Ricks. They, they were, concerned about losing him on waivers i have no problem admitting that i think people turn off that's what bothers me and they say oh mcmullen got it wrong and i'm like what i said was it doesn't matter because they'll get all of them through waivers now we'll we'll ever we'll never be able we'll to never prove know that about rick we'll no. never know we'll never know keep them. and hey somebody might pick up uh, they kept good rich as well and somebody might pick up Gardner. I don't think they will. And ultimately they'll have all three, which is what I said. And I said, I, John McMullen would take Bakai Gardner because I think he played better over the summer and he's a special teams player. And that's one of the questions I asked. I said it yesterday on the show. I'm like, poor Michael Clay. I mean, people crap on the guy. Holy they didn't God. help him. Not a, a little, little bit. bit, Jody. Oh, 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 oh. Um, they I'm, don't I'm, have a punter. They well, don't have, have a punter. Turner. Yeah. And As of right have... now, they don't. That's why I said no. at the top. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't the <laughs> No. Well, yeah, they have to have Dude, they have to have a punter. They have to have a punter week one in New England, obviously. So there's going to be change. I can't believe they're going to go into a season with only four wide receivers as well, to be honest. Uh, that's very light at a position you need bodies at. And a bunch of guys are going to be back on the practice squad. We're going to see it today. The Eagles are practicing a little bit later because they want to have their practice squad out there or the vast majority of it, the guys they're bringing back. So they have to wait till waivers at one o'clock. But um, uh, yeah, they'll have a lot of bodies there and I'm sure they'll have some special teams bodies in the, you know, Garner will be back if he gets if he doesn't get claimed. Van Sumeran will be back if he doesn't get claimed. I've already heard Kayvon Wallace is not coming back. Uh, we'll see if that shakes out. Um, not coming back because there are other teams interested, not that the Eagles have written him off, right? Yeah. No, no. I think the Eagles would love to have him back. I think uh, he wants a change of scenery because – well, I know I talked to Kayvon a bunch this summer and he had a good camp and I think he sees, you know, sometimes you get pigeonholed in an organization. I think they pigeonholed him and, and, and they put him in a box and he probably thinks he needs a, a change of scenery. He's probably right. And hopefully wherever he goes, he'll get a second chance and maybe he can prove some things, but yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people po pointed out to me they weren't very good on special teams, which I know <laughs> we talked about that last a lot, Jody, you and I. Um, and that's true. And in theory, you know, the goal is to get better. So if you're saying, well, these guys weren't that good to begin with, 
maybe the new guys will be better. Well, who are the new guys? <laughs> I mean, they typically when you talk about your core special teams players, right? You talk about backup linebackers. They got one, and he's right. their special teams player, Christian Ellis. Uh, your backup safeties, and they cut Kayvon Wallace, so it's going to have to be uh, whether Justin Evans, Terrell Edmonds, Sidney Brown, some amalgamation, whoever they choose. The other two are going to have to be big on special teams. Uh, backup defensive back, so that's where Kalei Ringo's got to step in right away and be a good special teams player. Um, he's got the athleticism for it. Backup wide receivers also a, a big special team. They don't have any backup. You know, they they Wes ain't playing special teams. Alameda can return punts if they need him to, um, but that's it. I mean, yeah, I I realize nobody cares about it, but I'm like, woof. They left Michael Clay. They just left him out to dry. We'll see if there are any reparations over the next 24, 48 hours. But right now, it looks like a. He's, can you get 11 guys to play uh, punt coverage, uh, Michael Clay? Good luck. See if you get those guys. Along those lines, one question. I got like 40 questions for you. Um, last year, Reed Blankenship, when not starting, when CJGJ was uh, your starter, Blankenship play specials, and we know he's the main guy at safety now. Got deference, didn't have to play preseason games, looked great in practice, everything else. They used to have a guy named Malcolm Jenkins, who was also their number yeah. one safety, who and they Rodney. put out there for every special teams play, played every play of the game except for offense. Will Blankenship be part of the special team? He might have to be. And Rodney did that as well. Give Rodney some credit. Rodney McLeod did that as well. Um, he might have to. Uh, Nicobe might have to. Um, that's where we are now. You know, they might get to the 53 and they're going to bring in a punter, as I said. I think they'll try to bring in a receiver, maybe another linebacker. We'll see how they shift things. I can't imagine they're going to carry four tight ends. but So ultimately, I think they're going to try to manipulate Calcaterra onto the practice squad. But we'll see how that shakes out. Um, you might see where they elevate two guys each week early in the season to play special teams and just make some of those back end guys inactive on the 53. And they, you know, whether it's Garner, Van Sumer, and somebody like they elevate those guys to actually play and the other guys are inactive. They right, might you handle only it do that, that way. three times, right? Yeah, you can only elevate do that a guy three from times. The squad three times. And then after that, he has to be on the 53. Yeah. And that's why I said early in the season they might do that. They did that at punt returner with Covey last year. They He wasn't on the roster. They elevated him for the first three games, and then they added him to the roster. Uh, and typically over the first – you might get a banged-up injury. If somebody goes into your reserve, you might open up a roster spot. So they might handle it that way. Um and it, yeah, that's why we call it the initial 53. Right. It's not the final 53. And it's not even uh, the initial 53 might be a matter of hours. If there are claims, uh, the Eagles decide there's someone out there that they want, they put in a claim and they get the claim. And that's as tricky a part as anything because they're number 31 on the list. It goes by the reverse of last year's standing. So you could put a claim for a guy, think you're going to get a guy going to solve a problem. Oops, somebody else claimed them before you, so you don't get them anyway. So uh, today is still a very important day for roster movement. 
um, when Howie sat down before you guys yesterday, had you be, been informed that they had traded for Albert O? Yes, we did know that. They, they, um, they did give you that piece of info ahead of time, huh? Yeah, we, we did know that. So we did know, and I'm not going to try to butcher Albert's name just yet before I get a chance to learn it. So right. we're going to call him Albert O for the time being. Um, yeah, we did know that, but we didn't know uh, if Calcaterra made it. Like, I assumed... Alberto was going to replace Calcaterra and he wasn't going to be on the roster. So, you know, you have to sift through the cuts when they finally do it in press conference. Uh, and, and sure enough, Calcaterra is not on the list, uh, which kind of surprised me after the trade. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, they, they went very heavy on the defensive front, which I knew they were going to do. They kept 13 guys, Jody, 13. Now, I had him keeping 12, um, and I, I knew they wanted to keep Contavious Street. And I'm like, well, you can't keep 13. I mean, you just can't. Well, they did. I mean, they did, and those are their best players. So if you look at it that way, he's certainly one of their 53 best players. Right, but here's, here's the guy who doesn't necessarily look at that way. Michael Clay. Is Contavious yeah. Street going to go down and cover punts or yeah. kicks? I don't think so. So you want to keep 13 D linemen. Somebody has to play special teams. Yeah. How do you do nope. that? Nolan Smith, if he's healthy, you know, he's going to be a big part of it as well. And he's athletic enough to do it. You know, they also cut Kyron Johnson, who's a big specialty. I mean, they gutted the spe- and And I get it. They weren't good on special teams, but they weren't good with their best players. Now they don't have their best players and no obvious replacements. So there's going to be a lot of movement. It's just a snapshot right now. It doesn't look good for Michael Clay. They're going to do some things and it might just be as simple as elevating. As I said, certain guys and not playing other guys early in the season. Then ultimately if somebody plays well, like, say they bring Chiron back um, and somebody plays well those first three weeks on special teams, then they're going to get a roster spot um, and they're going to, you know, they'll go about it that way. So I, I'm by no estimation am I saying they're not going to address it because I think they're going to address it. I'm just surprised, a little bit surprised, not a lot, but a little bit surprised that, the Eagles kind of went as close as they ever have, at least since I've been here, to keeping the 53 best guys that they thought without, um, you know, without sort of thinking about typical roster building. Well, I'll buy the typical roster building, but typical roster building for me also includes having someone who can cover a kick or a punt. And they, they, they're putting that aside. It's nice to be able to say, we kept the 53 best football players. But you got to put a comma in there from the line of scrimmage. Then you add special teams, and I yeah. don't know if they kept the 53 no. best Well, that's players. fair. That's fair. But nobody cares. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody cares. Nobody cares until they care. Look, and even the Super Bowl, you would think, and I always laud this organization, always, for generally making – sound decisions you've heard me say that numerous times they did not learn their lesson from the super bowl i think for whatever reason people were clouded by the tampering afterwards 
Um, and they forgot the biggest play of the game. Now, hey, granted, the defense didn't play well. The biggest play of the game was the punt return. That's the play that tilted the game to Kansas City. That's the game that tilted the game toward Kansas City. And it was certainly part punter, but it was also part coverage. And they had the number three offense in the NFL, Jody. They had the number two defense in the NFL. They had a bottom five special teams group. Bottom five, if you want to look at PFF, if you want to look at Rick Goslin's annual rankings, bottom five in both. That's um, why that's why I was borderline shocked when they gave Michael Clay a contract extension. But after what they did today, I'm going to give Michael Clay a lot of rope because it looks to me like they did not care about the talent and or the accomplishment of guys on this roster who have special teams experience. It really is. Uh, and you know what's funny about it, Jody? Dating back to Andy Reid, this team was famous. It was John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh was the best special teams coach of a generation who, become an, who became an NFL head coach because of his special teams work. Now, mm-hmm. at the very end, Andy shifted him to whatever it was, secondary, DBs, to get yeah. him out because those guys are pigeonholed. They're not thought of as head coaching candidates. Um, and they were always famous. And then Chip came in with Dave Fipp, and whether it was Ike Reese, your buddy from WIP, whether it was you know Chris Maragos, Maragos. who's one of the best special teams players I've ever seen, uh, Brian Brayman. On and on and on. They were always famous for these guys that their resume led with special teams. They don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. And we'll see if they pay a price for it. All right. Our first guest is going to join us in just a couple minutes. We've never had Olivia on before. And I'm going to call her Olivia R, much like Albert O, because we're not 100% sure on the pronunciation of her last <laughs> I name. I just call her Olivia. So, you okay, know. we'll call her Olivia, but we'll also ask her how we get her right name her last name correct uh two things i learned yesterday and for future reference maybe eagle fans should try and want to try and remember this as well number one the eagles don't care about preseason games there's some nuance to that they kept ricks because of the preseason game and games they played so maybe they put more emphasis on it than we like to believe and number two you can't always take the coach's plaudits and try and read between the lines. Because if that were the case, Trey Sermon would be on this football team. And as expected, he was told, yeah, we don't quite have a roster spot for you. Um, By the way, real quick, Jody, Albert O, too, they talked about his 100-yard uh, yard game. How he went right to the last preseason like, game. What, what are you, what are you talking game about? In the last preseason yeah. game. I'm like, what, what, who, who am I speaking to and who took Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni? All of a sudden, preseason action means something. Means something. That's uh, what I hey. came away from yesterday. Yeah. So put that one in your back pocket yeah. for next year. When we get there, don't just dismiss all the preseason games. Yeah. I was looking 23 guys in civilian clothes. For the I would, Jody, I was looking for the aliens who were, uh, you know, the invasion of the body snatchers. What the hell are these guys no, talking I, about? I knew it was Howie and Nick because they were trying to be funny. 
Oh, yeah. uh, apologizing uh, to Jordan Mylotta because he won't be returning always. funds this upcoming season. Always, always, it was Nick and it was uh, Howie up there, yeah. but they may have uh, changed. Howie's always workshopping material and it never lands, but God bless him. He keeps yeah, he, trying. He's trying. All right. Uh, he's McMullen. I'm McDonald. That makes us Mac and Mac on Birds 365. Olivia R. Yeah, we're going to get that exact pronunciation, which he joins us next from the Inquirer here on. Birds Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Day after cutdowns on Birds 365, McMullen and McDonald here to uh, continue to analyze the Eagle roster. And we've got a helping hand to join us. It is Olivia R. from the Inquirer. And we call her Olivia R. because much like with Albert O., the new Eagle tight end, we're not going to buy go. Could day. go two word, two ways, Olivia. So I just call you Olivia. So I'm not I'm not like Miss Reiner. Is it Reiner? Is it Rainer? Reiner? All right. That's what I went. You got with. it. 
It's Reiner. Reiner? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Damn, I was wrong. I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little left out. I didn't really realize that you're both Mac and I'm just Reiner. So that's, uh, <laughs> I guess I got to change my last name. No, no, no. Mac Reiner's not going to work. You stick with <laughs> Reiner. Uh, and thank you very much for joining us today. We appreciate it greatly. John and I have been kicking back a couple of things on the Eagles cut down, and uh, there are some surprises there. And the one that just jumps out to me more than anything else is poor Michael Clay. Are they just going to, there's, there's, he might have to play guys whose last name he can't pronounce or doesn't know well enough. Cause I don't know who the hell he's going to put out there for special teams. Yeah. Has it become that in the NFL or the Eagles on an Island by themselves here, just disregarding special teams? Or is this another trend like devaluing running backs pretty soon? Everybody in the league is going to be doing it. You know, I'm I'm not too sure, but I think we the the Eagles. First of all, the I I think this is it's said a lot, but it's the initial 53. It's not the final 53. So the roster that we're seeing yesterday and right now is going to be different than the roster that we're seeing on game day, certainly. But even in five hours from now, or you know, so on and so forth. Especially given the fact that the Eagles will have practice squad elevation, so the the game day roster will be different. Um, but that said, yeah, it definitely, it's interesting. I'm not entirely certain what the plan is at, uh, on special teams. It definitely seems like they're, they're thin in that regard, but, um, especially when it comes to punt returner, punter, um, we're going to have punter here soon. <laughs> Non-existent at punter, yeah. some might say. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, I want to warn people that the Eagles made it pretty clear that, Hey, Aaron Sipas might be back. Uh, he might be on the practice squad. Um, they're going to work out some guys, but if they don't like what they see, you know, they kind of made it clear that we still like Aaron. So if everybody's celebrating that, uh, they should probably pump their brakes. Is that kind of the same sense you got? Yeah, yeah. Punt, punt or pump the brakes. Yeah, it's. Uh, it definitely seems like that. A practice squad return could be a possibility there, but of course, Howie Roseman and the Eagles will do their due diligence, bring some punters in. Perhaps they've already had some eyes on some punters as they look to identify who that next guy is. But you're you're right, John. I mean, we heard from Howie Roseman yesterday, and he said that although Aaron Sipos may not have been happy with the way that the season ended last year for himself, certainly the team was not happy for the way that the season ended. He's, the team still has confidence in Sipos, so at least that's what they're saying publicly. Um, Sipos kind of echoed a similar sentiment when we spoke to him a few weeks ago in training camp. So there's a very there's a chance that we can see him return to the practice squad. However, the Eagles will look around the league, see who's out there. Plenty of punters were released from their their training camp rosters, so perhaps the Eagles are mulling some of those guys over. One of the numbers that jumped out to me, Olivia was three linebackers. It just, uh, you look like a uh, nice young lady. John and I are two old men. <laughs> I remember when there were like six to seven to eight linebackers on an NFL <laughs> roster, not three. I get it. The game has changed. And on some rosters, they actually list Hassan Reddick as a linebacker. He's not a linebacker. He's an edge player. He's a defensive end. Um, but three linebackers on the entire team. And here's the fear I have. I think they're going to go with three linebackers. I don't think this is a roster maneuver. We're going to add one at another time. I think there's a good chance they're going to only have three linebackers on the roster all year. 
Who are those safeties who are going to get extra time at linebacker if they're going to be playing big nickel and dropping safeties down into the box? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's it's not just the safeties that will be contributing to that area, uh, at least chipping in. At inside linebacker, we also saw throughout training camp, we also saw some of the, the you know, edge rushers contributing, like Patrick Johnson and, and Nolan Smith. I don't know really how they feel about trying to get Nolan Smith out there when he's really just getting used to the NFL and getting used to the edge rusher position at this level. Um, it might be a little too uh, too much at once, but uh, when we spoke to Coach Nick Sirianni yesterday, he said that he, you know, they got some eyes on Patrick Johnson in that role during training camp, and that they they liked what they saw there. So th- it's a possibility that we see some of the edge rushers contribute an inside linebacker, and then yeah, who knows? Potentially see some safeties in there. But I mean, right now they're just we're we're still trying to get a sense of who is going to to start alongside Reed Blankenship come week one. So definitely a little bit of a, of an eyebrow raiser about the, the, how thin that position is right now. Um, they're putting a lot of confidence in Nicobe Dean and even Zach Cunningham, who they signed during training camp to fill in that role. A uh, big leap for Nicobe Dean in his second year in the league. So still a lot of questions there at inside linebacker. It would not, would not shock me if they tried to bring in someone else in the coming days. Yeah, and and we saw a lot from Sean Desai, sort of these curveballs, I like to call them, James Bradbury in the slot. I saw Josh Sweat dropping at points in in the coverage, and, he, you know, I like that. He likes to throw in the curveball, but you don't want that consistently. So I'm I, there's two positions I'm concerned about numbers-wise. And again, as we say, initial, not final, initial, linebacker, and then wide receiver. And Olivia, because those are two where you you take sort of a pounding, a different type of pounding at linebacker than wide receiver. But receiver, you have the, the soft tissues you have to worry about. You have to practice. You need bodies to practice. Uh, and you see by the 90-man roster how built it is with, with wide receivers, cornerbacks as well. But they kept a ton of corners, so I'm not as concerned there. Uh, just from the standpoint of uh, the wear and tear of an NFL season, I think the Eagles got a little spoiled by the health of TJ Edwards and 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 Kaiser White last year. Played all twenty games. It's probably not going to happen again. Um, and Zach Cunningham just got here. That's a concern for me. Shouldn't the Eagles have a better plan B? I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fair question, and you can make the same uh, similar arguments across the lineup just about the health. I mean, this was such a healthy team last season, and they, they really benefited from it all season long, getting to the Super Bowl, being able to bring out so many of their week one starters onto the field. It's, it doesn't happen. And so in that sense, the Eagles could be due for a regression just because it's so rare that that team stays so healthy. Um, so yeah, of course, if, when they're going to be thin at a certain position that there are going to be those concerns. So that means that the general manager is going to have to have those backup plans. And as we've been saying all along, what we're seeing right now, isn't necessarily the finished product. It's definitely not the finished product. And it's definitely, it's most likely not the exact iteration of the roster that we're going to see come as we get closer and closer to week one. So, um, I'm, 
not rushing to any sort of conclusions, but I will say you're right. It, it definitely, the fact that they are so thin at certain positions, you, they don't want, want it to come back and, and bite them if they do end up dealing with any injuries. And, oh, by the way, John's point, the reason why Zach Cunningham was available all the way into training camp is because he's been injury prone. So we expect them to come here and have no injuries whatsoever while playing every down <laughs> for the Eagle. That's a good plan. We'll see. Uh, and uh, it's so funny, Olivia. We do this every day. And last year at this time, even leading up to the season, we could have called it Hurts 365 because that's all we talked about with Jalen Hurts. Is he going to be good enough? Should he be the full-time quarterback? Is he stepping forward? Now we never even mention the guy's name. He's such no. a given and that we just assume he's going to pick up right where he left off as one of the best, maybe second best quarterback in the National Football League. Are we missing the forest through the trees here, Olivia? Is there any chance that Jalen does, doesn't come out and fall out and dominate? Because we're all just putting it down in the given column for the Eagles quarterback this year. Sure, and I can understand that mentality because until you are a certain you reach a certain level in this league, especially at that position, unless your name is Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, there's always going to be an element of this guy has to prove himself. Can he do what he did last year? So I, I understand that approach and that, that thought process when it comes to, to Jalen Hurts or really to, to any young quarterback looking to establish themselves in the league. However, with Hurts specifically, we've seen so much progression year over year, not just in the league, but also in college, continuously developing, continuously getting better, and continuously continuously learning how to use all three aspects of his games, game that he likes to talk about being a triple threat, using his arm, his legs, his mind on the field. He continues to take a step in his game every single year, especially culminating in last season when he was the runner-up MVP. So to me, in my mind, it's less of a concern. I, I don't think we saw anything that should make us feel nervous about Hertz going into this upcoming season, coming out of training camp. He did not get it, any preseason reps, just like the majority of the other starters. However, in training camp, he looked good, connecting with all the usual suspects, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, um, and looking good on the ground as well. So I think of all of the concerns that the Eagles may have going into the regular season, Jalen Hurts should not be one of them. Yeah, zero concern other than I hope I don't have to see Marcus Mariota. Nothing against Marcus, nice guy, but you hope um, you don't have to see him play this year. Jalen had a tremendous, tremendous summer. There's no evidence of, you know, Jeffrey Lurie called him the most mature 24-year-old he's ever met. Now he's 25. That hasn't changed. Um, I, can't, yeah, I, can't, I just can't. <laughs> the fact that he's... He's 25 years old. It's, uh, it is kind of mind-boggling. Yeah. But mind-boggling, not only just the he's way he's more mature plays. than me. He's an old soul. It's, <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, we had kind of an interesting day in that, you know, we're talking to the GM of the Eagles, and we don't know who's got So we're all, like, culling over the list when they finally get it to us. Well, while you were doing that – any surprises jump out at you or did you say? Eh, eh. Yeah. You know, it's easy for me to say that there were no surprises, but I also, my, my 53 man roster that I contributed to the beat pool 
I I didn't win, so um, <laughs> I, did, I didn't win see. either. No, no so, shame there. I, the I can't usual say that. suspects uh, did not do well. That would be well, that would be me, Jimmy Kemsky, uh, Bo Bo Wolf. Uh, Jeff is in it. Jeff's still in it. Jeff McLean, your colleague at the Inquirer. So he's the only one. Dave uh, Dave Zangaro's not in it. So yeah, they they surprised a bunch of us so i wouldn't, well, good I for wouldn't them. <laughs> take yourself so harshly yeah it's okay I'll, I'll brush it off i learned um i i think i was too conservative i think what the, they were smart and it's easy looking back in hindsight but they, they were yeah. smart to go light at the positions where the eagles just didn't have as much talent at the top um or, or sorry i guess i should say more depth wise um going light at receiver going light at linebacker, um, even at safety, especially among the specialists. Like, for example, I had Britton Covey on my roster. I had Aaron Sipos on my roster. So I could have been a little bit more uh, maybe liberal with the cuts and trying to go heavier at other places on the roster, especially yeah. along the defensive line, defensive cornerback. Front. What yeah. are they trying to collect, uh, defensive front players? Are, are, are they trying to get the bit, the first 53-man defensive front? Um, 13. Because I, I knew they wanted to keep Contavia Street, and I said to myself, well, they can't keep 13. They can't. Well, they did. Um, I, 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 I keep going back to Michael Clay. Like, what's Michael Clay supposed to do with Contavia Street or Moro Ajomo? I mean, uh, and, you know, Olivia, it's understandable you keep Moro. That's why I kept Moro on my 53 because he's a young player. Contavious is a bested veteran. You can put him on the street. You can say, hey, do what you did with Fred Johnson. We're going to bring you back. We're going to, we love you. Give them all the accolades. I don't know. This is this is. I think there's valid criticism there, but it's only going to show up if the Eagles don't perform on special teams. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. It was a little bit of a like I wasn't necessarily expecting all of those names that, uh, being kept on the roster. Uh, at, at defensive tackle, but I guess they don't want to, you know, the guys that would be subjected to waivers, they don't want to risk losing them or they don't want them to walk. So uh, this is, I guess you got to do what you got to do, but it certainly leaves some questions to be answered elsewhere on the roster and elsewhere, especially on special teams. Now I have got a read between the lines roster question for you. And it's probably unfair, but I'll apologize for it in advance. Um, we know it's a collaborative effort. When they came up with the 53 uh, names yesterday, it was uh, done by a large group of people. Howie is the main guy. He It's going to be on his resume at the end of the day, right, wrong, or indifferent. How much do you think the new coordinators had a hand in this? They're both new to the position. They're both got respected and got the gigs, but... Do you think they had influence with, if you believe Howie is the main driver of the bus, do you think they had uh, minimal influence, decent influence, overriding influence in how this 53 man was put together? It's a good question. And I will say whatever comes out of my mouth is, is just speculation. So right. uh, that's why I for, said it was an unfair right. question. I'm asking yeah. you to speculate for me. <laughs> 
Yeah, at the end of the day, I think they should have a seat at the table where the conversation is happening because they're the ones out on the field evaluating the talent, dealing with them every single day. They should have some degree of influence. But at the end of the day, should they be the ones making the decisions? No. And, and of course, they're not. That's Howie Roseman's job. He has the final say. Um, but yeah, I, I think that their influence should matter to an extent just because they're new to their roles doesn't make them new to football or, or new to evaluating good talent. Um, I think that if the Eagles saw enough in them, put them in their roles, then they should trust their talent evaluation skills mm -hmm. as well. So I, I would imagine that they should have some sort of voice in that room. Um, but how much of a voice? I don't really know. Um, bit of a initiation to the show here for you, Olivia, because at some point you're going to learn that uh, Jody does not like uh, Derek Barnett. Um, oh, you player. mean they didn't get that day three pick for him yesterday? There was uh, no one in the National Football League who was willing to give up a day three. Shock, so, oh, shocks. So Derek one, Barnett's still on the yeah, Eagles. I, I, I told you, you're getting the initiation. So <laughs> one trade happened, Albert O. Don't want to butcher his name yet before I, I learn it completely comes in. They weren't able to trade uh, Derek Barnett. Um, now, the Eagles say he's going to have a role on game day. Clearly, he wanted out because he wants a new contract. How do you get a new contract? He's on the final year. You got to play. So it's understandable. Um, as, as far as we all knew kind of how he was going to make a trade because he gets antsy and he's going to do something. So we'll start with Albert O. Um, he's kind of a size traits prospect, very big, very fast, but never lived up sort of the hype in, in Denver. Is, is Could that be sort of a, a out-of-the-box way of handling what I talked about as a receiver? So if you play more two tight end sets, but you have a glorified receiver, bigger receiver, whether it's Albert or Grant Calcaterra, who they also uh, kept on the 53. Um, could they go about it that way? And then does Derek Barnett's presence here, does that concern you about Nolan Smith? We talked about him a little bit. Guy hasn't practiced in 12 days. I mean, and everybody's like, eh, eh, what? It's not that big of a deal. It seems like it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, you have a, a lot of two questions and two. I'm trying to separate them. <laughs> in my mind, so why, don't we, why don't we go? Albert, my, Albert and, my, and Nolan Smith. Yes. So, uh, all right. So, regarding Albert, yeah, sure. I, it's, you know, who knows, as you mentioned, didn't pan out necessarily the way that the Broncos might have wanted him to. Uh, so, why not take a chance on him, especially given where the Eagles would have been in the waiver order? Why not try to get ahead of that, make a, a trade of a pretty you know late draft pick in 2025 and get the player that you have some interest in who who flashed in the preseason is how he rose and spoke about uh over 100 receiving yards hilarious. in the final preseason game they yeah right pre <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah well you know maybe maybe uh, you know 100 yards not not anything yeah. to, to you know tells ignore me you in the preseason game which is not good if you're a veteran player. so And the, the third preseason game. Yeah. yeah, not not just any preseason game, the third yeah. preseason. But anyway, you know what? Hey, I think uh, 
easy perhaps to look at a player and say, oh, I, I can fix him. We can fix him. He hasn't been exposed to our guys yet. So perhaps maybe the Eagles can in the best case scenario. Not that I feel like fix is the wrong word, but maybe that yeah. the, the Eagles can get something out of him that the Broncos were not able to. And you're right. He has all these raw traits, the, the size, the speed, the 40-yard dash, the lower body flexibility that Howie Roseman spoke about yesterday. They, they seem to be really in love with these traits of his now it's just about can they get the most out of him on the field um and yeah the more options they have in this offense uh the better it's still probably going to run through the same three receivers however you know just even and who knows what deandre swift will be able to contribute to in the passing game so yeah um, the more options that they have the more that they can spread the ball around or at least look like they're going to spread the ball around the better that'll be for the offense um and then as as far as Derek Barnett is concerned and Nolan Smith, yeah, I mean, the fact that we talked to Nolan Smith following um, his last preseason showing and, and he kind of downplayed the situation and and didn't think very much of his uh, the, the injury or, you know, whatever it is that he's working through, the fact that he hasn't practiced is certainly not what, as uh, fans, you would want to see. Um, and the team probably doesn't want to see that. So as we get closer to the start of week one and, and if he's not on the field, I certainly, the, the concern level would start to rise a little bit more, but we'll, we'll see where he is. Um, I don't know if Derek Barnett's presence on the roster has anything to do with uh, Nolan Smith. One would think that if it were something more serious with Smith, um, I don't know. I don't know what they would do with him. They would try to stick him on IR and, and try to, you know, get a roster spot there or, or something. But um yeah, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see what happens there with Smith, how quickly he's able to return to practice. Um, and then, yeah, with Barnett, we'll see that it's, uh, it's – I guess it's easy to tell us that they they want him to have a role on the team or they envision a role on the team for him because I don't know what else what else would they say to us. We right. don't if do a role they, for him here. They truly envisioned a role point. for him on the team. He wouldn't have been given permission to seek a trade two days before the cut deadline. So you can read into that whatever you want and – one thing I don't want to read into Nolan Smith is, oh, and he's going to be playing outside linebacker because they're so short at linebacker. Yeah, take a take a rookie well, yeah, who's that, who's hurt and let's teach him a new position on the fly. That's yeah, a that's right. a game plan. And my uh, my concern was when he got asked um, about his shoulder, he called it his baby, and he said sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I'm like, what does that mean? Isn't that a concern? Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, that that was a red flag to me. That concerned me. Uh, so it's something to keep an eye on. I just bring that up for people. L- let me ask you about another non-question that maybe should be a question. Quez Watkins has missed a bunch of time here in the preseason as well. And let me double check. Oh, that's right. Four wide receivers on the team in a position where NFL teams carry six and seven wide receivers. The Eagles have four as of right now. Do we read into that that, yeah, Quez is fine. Yeah, we know we didn't, Quez didn't play much and Quez missed practice and, and Quez hasn't been out there all that much. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Quez is fine. Are we believing that Quez is 100% fine or is that something that you got to try and ferret out this week before they get to New England? Yeah, it's a good question. He really – he did not get a lot of reps in camp um, just because of the injury and – sitting out which certainly is not I guess for someone in his position who's looking to take you know another step this year in his game that's not necessarily what you want to see but they're, they're putting a lot of faith in him to to make that step um, whether 
you know, they know something we don't know his uh, progression. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm very curious. He is someone that I think we're all going to have our eye on uh, in terms of just, is, will he be able to continue to develop and show a little bit more than he has in the past? Um, but yeah, it's, it, that's a big question mark. I think as, as we've said all along, the receiving core behind Smith, um, it's just, and uh, sorry, Devontae yeah, Smith yeah. and AJ Brown having, having a great earth early. Um, it, it, yeah, it's a big question mark. I thought Zacchaeus looked good in camp. Uh, he, I think he, he's a good addition to this group, but yeah, behind the three of them, it'll be, uh, we'll have to learn a lot more as uh, we get closer and closer to, to that week one. And, um, and as they start to fill out some spots also on the practice squad, I think we should expect to see a lots of uh, receivers that who were released uh, signs to the practice squad. Yep. Uh, at Reiner Olivia, uh, last name first, first name last, follow her on Twitter or X as it is now. Make sure you read her at uh, inquire.com. She's doing a tremendous job with, uh, boy, you guys run deep these days. You got Jeff, you got EJ, you got uh, Josh, uh, plus Sealski and Marcus and all the columnists. So, unlike um, the Eagles at linebacker, we got a lot of positional yeah, depth. You guys are deep, man. You guys are like the defensive line. That's what uh, <laughs> uh, you guys run deep. So, uh, running backs was sort of like, eh, you know, we kind of knew that at the end. Poor Trey Sermon had to be the crash test dummy in the final preseason game. And by the way, he gets hurt. I feel bad for him. He gets waved injured, but, um, what what I want from you is, though, and we don't know, and I always say this, Olivia, because the Eagles are so situationally focused. Like, that's all they practice. They practice red zone. They practice backed up. They practice hurry up. They pra- And in those, I like to call them high-leverage situations, it's, it's Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, we see Kenny Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell. But when they kick it off in New England – and it's first and 10 from the 25, who's going to be that volume back, do you think, for the for the Eagles? You know, right now it seems like they it could be DeAndre Swift. Um, but, you know, well, well, I don't know if that is necessarily the kind of running back Swift is. I, Rashad Penny could really also emerge into that role. Uh, you know, he's more of the between-the-tackles type of runner. Um but the question with Penny is, can he stay healthy? Um, that'll be, I mean, really, that's the big question with most running backs is, can they stay healthy? Can they stay on the field? Luckily for the Eagles, they have, they're bringing in four options to start the season. So they've got some guys, but for now, I, I would assume that Swift is going to get a lot of the touches early on in the season. And then I think the by committee approach will start to kick in. We'll start to see Kenny Gainwell continuing to rise. It seemed like he was, like, as you mentioned, one of the go-to guys during camp getting reps with the starters. Uh, so wouldn't be surprised to con- see him continue to ascend as the season gets going. Last one for me, Olivia, and thank you much for jumping in this morning. Since it's the first time we had you on, and rest assured, a return engagement uh, invitation will be in the offing. Um, <laughs> NFC this year, if we all kind of believe it's the Eagles conference to lose, they're the defending champs. They've got as good a roster as anybody else. Uh, so uh, we believe they're very much in the mix, the top rated team going into the season. Is it Eagles and 49ers close Eagles and 49ers and then a drop off 
Eagles and 49ers, and then a drop off to Evans number three or four or five or six. Give us your overall read on the NFC picture before they kick off the 2023 season. Yeah, I, I think I think the 49ers are going to be up there. I'm looking forward to seeing whatever the NFC Championship game rematch ends up being. I'm not saying it's going to be 49ers and Eagles necessarily. Who knows? It. It's exactly what it's going to be. So go ahead and say it. Okay. <laughs> All right, then I said it. There it is. But, you know, in, in a vacuum, that would make sense, right? right. Uh, but that the league isn't played in a vacuum. Injuries happen. Things happen that we don't foresee. You Very know, true. if uh, – so it's it's hard to sit here. That's why predictions are so difficult. There are just always going to be factors that that no one is ever going to be able to foresee. But that's how the sport goes. That's the beauty yeah. of what we do. It's all it's all it's fun yeah. to discuss. Um, but yeah, I would say those two teams are at the top. I also feel like the, the Cowboys are going to be up there too, um, seeming to be uh, pretty competitive. I think uh, I'm excited to see how that uh, game goes as well, matchup uh, on the road against the Eagles. I'm excited to get back to Dallas. I haven't been there in a while. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the top three in my mind. And then there's maybe more of a drop off after that. So, uh, but you know, you never know. You never know. There's always someone who comes out of nowhere, comes out of the woodwork. So it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, to speaking of, uh, speaking of predictions, if somebody would have had Albert O on their prediction, now that would have been impressive. That would have been very impressive. That you then then I the the season is absolutely scripted if uh, someone would have had on their, on that their roster been and they knew about it yeah that would have been Bo because he's he know you know he used to work for the team so you know uh, see yeah, and I, I would have gone Fred Warner at linebacker and that didn't happen either so uh, you you got to stick with those that are on the roster when you make your predictions exactly. Olivia we appreciated jumping in with us today thanks for the insight yes I am. Uh, speaking from the heart, definitely going to get you back on during the year. Thanks for doing it with us today. All right. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Thanks, Our pleasure. Uh, uh, Olivia Reiner. See, I was thinking. Yeah, I got Reiner. that one right. I got you something did. right. You got that. You and Xander double team me. You said, yeah, I think yeah. it's Reiner. I'm going with Rainier. Yeah. No, it's well, you want Olivia. the hockey route. You want the, 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 you wanted to throw the, the Frenchness on the, which it could be, could have been, could have been. Uh, and uh, once again, McDonald wrong on the pronunciations. McMullen's much better at the pronunciations than me, which is stupid because I'm a radio guy. I should know how to pronounce somebody's name. John's a writer. All he has to know is how to spell it. Yet he's better at the pronunciations than I am. Uh, well, yeah, we'll... I can't spell it yet either. I was copy and pasting that bad boy yesterday. You get it once and just oh, copy Alberto. And yeah. yeah. You know who's a big fan? Uh, and we're due to get him on again, too. Uh, we shouldn't have the college football season the other way. Uh, Saratella liked him a lot. Well, that's because rem- he's a traits guy, man. He's a traits guy. So when you look at him athletically, you're like, wow, wow. That's what the Eagles see in him. A lot of those draft guys like Rick, they love those traits guys. Um, I mean, he's 260. He runs like in the four fours. I mean, he can run. He can. But. You know, he's had some injuries, uh, never lived up to what they hoped, uh, and he was going to get waived. That The report was already out there. That's why when you always see the reports of so-and-so is going to get waived, a lot of times they throw that out there, especially with guys that might have some value and say, well, you better get in line. And the Eagles remember, as you pointed out astutely yesterday, they're 31st in 31st. line. Yeah, so – they might claim a bunch of guys 
and not get them. Um, so, you know, that's only Kansas City's below them for obvious reasons. So uh, that's a difficult spot to be in when it comes to waivers. But and- I'd rather be a good team and get somebody off waivers. So. Understood. And do I know that Albert O is going to do anything for the Eagles this year? No, I I know nothing. Could he? Yeah, maybe. Here's what I know. It's uh, you and I have kind of batted this one back and forth and how he is outstanding. He knows how to play the game. He knows what value is. Dropping down a sixth round pick to a seventh round pick to get a guy who you're going to have on your 53-man roster. Even if he doesn't make it, I'm not going to go back and go, oh, my God, how he got fleeced. He would have been been released. Why would you give up anything to get a guy who was going to be released? Because then you don't get him. Because somebody else is probably going to grab him. You're going to go 31st, and somebody's going to take him before you. So if you like the player, just dropping down one round. And by the way, they're 20-25 picks, too. Um, You know, which... It's goofy, the but the away you get away yeah. from it, the less value it has. Yeah, correct. exactly. That's how they look at it, um, which is not necessarily the case or should be the case, but that's the way the league looks at it. So, yeah, he gave up essentially nothing. Uh, you know, I never. That's why, it, even what I said with Barnett, I said maybe they can get a conditional six. I'm not saying that's great. They're probably not going to, if they did make that move, they're probably not going to get anything great out of it by any stretch of the imagination if you're playing the odds. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to – I didn't even get bad at Robert Quinn last year. I, I'm like, who cares? Take a shot. You're a Super Bowl team. Didn't work. I don't kill him for that. But you got to be careful with that because we give him that much credit for CJGJ, and that was, uh, again, two, two day three picks. So if we're not eh, throw away the day three pick for Robert Quinn, well then we can't give Howie too much credit for going out and get CJGJ. No, pick. I mean it didn't work. But all I'm saying is, I, I'm not saying I'm not trying to dismiss it and saying it worked. It didn't work at all. Uh, he was damaged goods. It was a mistake. But I just don't think it's it's the kind of mistake that's going to affect you uh, long term, shall I say? So I, I don't think, you know. I don't think it's going to affect you. So I can't let, get too worked up about it. Let me run one more thing by you. Then we got to get a break. We got uh, Eric Edholm, NFL.com, outstanding uh, league writer, is going to join us coming up in 20 minutes from now. Um, let's say Albert O comes in here and he wows him, <clears throat> not necessarily with his offense, but with his blocking. I don't think he, that's going to happen from everything I read, Jody. <laughs> but it's possible. He's a big guy. He's got the size. And if they can convince him, you want to make a name in this league, you want to stay in the league, maybe effort was at times not always there on the blocking aspect of his game. He comes in and surprises him, wows him with his, with his blocking. Do you think Jack Stoll's spot on the roster could be in jeopardy? Because he is, quote-unquote, the blocking tight end right now. If yeah. Albert comes in here and is as good, if not better, than Stoll in the blocking aspect, they break down the film and go, Albert's just as good, that when they need a roster spot and they can't carry three tight ends, even looking at Calcaterra as a quasi-wide receiver, could Stoll's roster spot come in question? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, Jack is I, – I, I think Jack is a guy that – you know, we obviously he's not sexy, but 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Uh Jalen Hurts likes him. That impacts things. Uh, and and plus, I don't think that's the type of player Albert is. I mean, it, it, from everything I've read, uh, he's more of a receiver than a blocker, um, even though he's, you know, he's almost 6'6", 260. Um, you would think the opposite. But remember, the game has changed, Jody. So a lot of these guys aren't asked to block. Dallas Goddard wasn't asked to block at all. And all but the Eagles were surprised. They're like, wow, he can block. So when you do have somebody that embraces it, um, yeah, they can do it if he's got that kind of size. But I don't think that's what went on in Denver. So they would have to uncover something, which is possible. Um, but he he's he's more of a receiver than a blocker. So I think it's more related to, to Grant Calcaterra than Jack Stoll. We shall see uh, what the role it turns out to be for Alberto here in the Eagles offense. John McMullen, Jerry McDonald, the birds, three sixty five Mac and Mac duo coming back. We got hour number two coming your way on the roster claim day. you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 Heading down the shore Have a ball once more Here, imaginations run wild And time stands still Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore All on one five-mile island So leave the old you behind And get lost in the woods
and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. McMullen and Jody McDonald, uh, a.k.a. Mac and Mac, hanging with you on Birds 365. Appreciate everybody who streamed in this morning. While you're at it, do your boys a favor. Hit the like button. Help us with our algorithm a little bit. Uh, if you're going to be coming back all year long for Birds coverage, when it really gets underway in New England 10 days from now, yeah, uh, we'll be here for you. We'll be here for us, too. Hit the like button. Give us a little uh, acknowledgement. All right. Or as Roman Reigns would say, acknowledge us. Uh, McMullen and McDonald, uh, I got uh, a punter question for you because we know the Eagles have none as of right now, John. They got to get somebody to punt between now and next Sunday when they go to New England. I did check the cut wire. yet. No name jumped out at me. Punchers got cut, but they're nameless, faceless guys. Shame on me for not knowing their name or their faces, but they are. Well, nobody um, cares about them. That's why. Yeah, yeah. And certainly the Eagles can, we're going to hold hand with the Eagles on this one and sing Kumbaya because we might not know them. Apparently they don't care, um, but they have to do something. Uh, one guy who I thought would potentially shake out who they could grab was uh, the kid from Pittsburgh, who was a former Jet, uh, Braden Mann. Um, he kicked for the Jets. The Steelers claimed him last year. There was rumor out there that the Eagles claimed him at the same time, but the Steelers got him. So I said, all right, yeah, who, let me see who the other Steeler uh, punter is. They kept two punters. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Eagles kept none. The Steelers kept two. And as much as we know the Eagles uh, will be getting a punter, it's almost as obvious that the Steelers have to move a punter. Now I'm sure they're trying to trade one of the two and get yeah. some draft capital for them because when push comes to shove, they need uh, they've got areas of need too, and you sure as hell don't need two punters on your 53 man roster. What do you think they're going to ask for Howie Roseman? Because uh, I would think nothing more than a seventh, but uh, yeah, I don't know if the Eagles even want to do that. I mean, that's what I brought up with Olivia. They were very. They were very strong worded behind the scenes that, hey, Aaron might be back, uh, which I don't think would go over well, needless to say, with the fan base. Uh, there's a there's a web website I use for punters. It's called Puntalytics or, or whatever. But they say that ex-Saints punter Blake Gillikin would be the best available of the group that was – I guess lost out or let go. I don't know much about Blake Gilligan. How, if he, how if did Gilligan. The, you got any grasp on how they come up? No, with no idea. No idea. But uh, they pay more attention than I do. Um, 
and everybody's, you know, matter rises that everybody wants to bring up the so-called punt god. Uh, I don't know if the Eagles want to go down that route. Um, no, but we're bringing a guy who got suspended from the league for a year for being stupid enough to bet NFL games. But we yeah. we don't want to we don't want to uh, pick up a guy who was allegedly involved in some bad behavior, but proven to not be even around when stuff went down. If there's one team in the league that would take a chance out of you, you would think. Well, I I always say, yeah, well, there's more to that story. That's the problem. A lot of people say, I mean, he admitted doing some things. He just wasn't around for the alleged uh, rape. uh, um, and, And that was proven because they had video, but he's acknowledged that he uh, was with the girl who was underage and all that kind of stuff. So there's still some ugly stuff. Um, But yeah, you're right. I mean, the Eagles contradict themselves all the time. I mean, just Howie Roseman contradicted himself in the same press conference, you know, whether it's as simple as, um, preseason or their assessment that hey so-and-so deserves a a second chance and -and so-and-so we don't want to deal with that I mean you either believe I've always said you either believe in second chances or you don't for the most part the Eagles have agreed to give second chances to players they they know and players that they are involved with and then it's sort of pick and choose with outside Obviously, Michael Bick would be the most notable, um, but that's a very talented player. Um, you know, in other words, if Josh, if, if what went on with Josh Sills went on and he wasn't part of the Eagles, I'm not sure he'd be here. Um, but he was with the Eagles and they got to know him and they gave him the second chance. And by the way, he got waived. And I was going to say, not the, the, the practice squad. But, you know, I don't think anybody's going to claim him after what went on. So I expect him to be back. Um, but, yeah, they're they're hypocritical, as most people are, to be honest. Most teams are. You know, they give second chance. Andrew Brand always calls it, you know, uh, uh, you know, the more the talent, the more the tolerance. But yep. uh, that's typically the, the test for most teams. A guy like Deshaun Watson, there was never any doubt. Sean Watson was going to be back somewhere uh, because of how gifted he was. Uh, no matter other than he went to jail, he was going to be back because he's got too much talent. Um, might be untoward, but that's just the way it is. All right. Another question I have for you. We'll put special teams aside for a second because we're both. Well, the Eagles do. We might as well put them aside. Exactly. Um <clears throat> the Eagles kept the, the disparity. We, we use the phrase all the time here on Birds 365. I use it around the radio forever. Um, that the Eagles build everything from the trenches out. <clears throat> Think inside first, then go outside. And that is both the offensive and the defensive line. But the disparity between the offense and the defensive line is kind of uh, shocking in that they kept 13 defensive linemen and only nine offensive linemen. And in any configuration you have, there's five offensive linemen. There's no shortchanging an offensive lineman. So the Eagles don't even have a backup for every position on the offensive line. Oh, but they got extras on the defensive side. So 
I, I that 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 did surprise me, borderline befuddled me a little bit. If Jason Kelsey takes a bad step on somebody's ankle, and he's got to get rewrapped in the middle of the game, I'm not even talking about missing an entire game, but a portion of a game. Somebody's got to go in and snap the football, and we all assume it's <clears> going to be Cam Jurgens moving back from guard to center for whatever that short period of time is. Who's moving into Jurgen's spot when he gets back into center if Kelsey misses time? Um, it just giving it to Steen because that was the supposed. I I I, I would not just give it to Steen. It might be Jack Driscoll. Um, by the time the regular season starts, you might see Zach being the backup uh, on essentially. You might see what they did last year with. Um, it was, you know, Jack was sort of the backup for the right side. Andre Dillard was the backup for the left side. It might be Fred Johnson's the backup for the left side this year. Jack's the backup for the right side. But, um, yeah, it could certainly be Jack Driscoll when the regular season starts. I don't know if Tyler Steen's ready, but, I mean, yeah, Cam's the backup center, though. I mean, the only question is they don't have anybody else, so he's the backup center. Um, so the only question is, who moves in to, to guard. Right. And yeah, right now, if I had to bet, I'd, I'd probably say they'd lean the veteran because they already know Jack can do it uh, and let Tyler's sort of continue to learn. But that's just um, speculation. Uh, Tyler Steen, every time they've done it in training camp, it's been Tyler Steen. But remember, they're trying to teach him the position. He didn't play the position before. Um, so when Cam has been at center, he's been at right guard for every snap. But they know what Jack can do, and they know he can already play the position. No, and we hope that kind of like uh, Marcus Mariota is here, and you hope to never see him, that Jalen Hurts takes every snap all 17 games. The only time Marcus gets in there is the handoff when Eagles are up by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, same thing with Jason Kelsey. You hope that he snaps the ball every single snap. And he's got a better track record of it than Jalen Hurts does because Jalen has missed at least one game each of the last two years. Kelsey doesn't miss. So you got to hope that that's the case so they can just leave Beef Jerky at the guard and and let him continue to grow there. I ran this by Olivia as well, and uh, I didn't uh, get an updated comment from you. Jalen Hurts is going to play quarterback for the Eagles, right? Because we don't seem to discuss him much here on Birds 365. How, how... And and I don't think we're making a mistake or doing a disservice to Jalen Hurts, but it's just flat out weird that we're starting a season. We're only days away from a season getting underway, and we don't discuss the guy who was the runner-up for the MVP in the National Football League. Yeah, we never taught him. It was Jalen Hurts 365. Then it became B. John Robinson 365. Now it's uh, Birds 365 again because nobody talks about – yeah, I mean – he deserves the benefit of the doubt. Um, look, I think it's going to be more difficult this season than last season for a number of reasons. Um, I don't think, you know, the offensive line is as good without Isaac. Uh, hopefully Cam can uh, develop, and I think he he looks good. I, I'm not concerned about it, but I think it's 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 probably not – good to assume he's going to be as good as Isaac was last year and the depth, you know, all 
Brett Johnson's a great story, but he's not Andre Dillard. Uh, uh, that's not even close. Uh, that You talked about the disparity. The disparity exists between the offensive and defensive fronts because the defensive front is much deeper than the offensive line. Um, the, the five guys are, are good, and I, and I include Cam in that. I think he's going to be good, just not as good as Isaac right away. Um, but the backups... After Jack, who's and, – and we've seen, I mean, there's still going to be a significant down play if, if, if Jack Driscoll's forced to play because you can't replace Lane Johnson. You can't replace um, uh, these all-pro level players. So um, the depth is not quite as good. The schedule's more difficult. Um, and then we talked about all the career years, everybody. Last year was pretty special. Um, typically, um, I know somebody said he, he thinks this team, this is the best roster. Money Ben McLean thinks this is the best roster how he's ever put together. Well, I don't think it's as good as last year's on paper. Um, not on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I understand they couldn't keep Hargrave because he was going to get paid and San Francisco paid him if they didn't. Somebody yeah. else would, and the Eagles had to let him go, but. And and we just believe that the guys they're bringing in there are going to be better. But until they do it, you're you're still evaluating the roster with a with a first year player and a second year player out of Georgia who haven't really produced anything on the field in the National Football League. Jordan Davis does his job, and that's to take up two blockers. But there isn't a big accumulation of production from him. And until he actually plays a game, you're just projecting what the number nine pick in the draft is. Yeah, and I, I mean, I love Carter. You know that. So do I. I, mean, I we I, both I, do. I, but he hasn't yeah. played a down no. yet in a game that counts. No. Yeah, right. And and Xander says Angelo Cataldi said it was the best of his career uh, on Dan Cilio's show. So, yeah, I think last year's now coming into I, coming into last season, we didn't know how good that roster was. So maybe at the beginning you say, well, I didn't feel this way. But now we have the benefit of hindsight and saying, I don't see how they could be as good as last year's team um, other than if you get better on special teams. <laughs> and I don't, you know, can you technically, could you be the number two offense or the number one offense? Yes. Could you be the number one defense? Yes. That's possible. Is it likely? Um, I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean, five starters on defense, um, not as much, um, upheaval on the offense, but again, are you going to assume Cam Jurgens, who's never played right guard is going to be better than Isaac Sayamalo, um, uh, who was a pro bowl alternate last season. I, I believe belonged in the pro bowl, to be honest. Um, and Miles, I mean, are you going to assume this amalgamation of running backs is going to produce the way Miles Sanders did last season? I guess it's possible, but again, I wouldn't bet on it. Um, yeah, I I think last year was was a deeper team, um, so there's going to be more hiccups. But I don't question Jalen Hurts any longer. Um, and you know, everybody brings up. You know, Jacob Sports here, you know, occasionally 
clips our quotes and and puts them up. And um, I got like four people again this week. I get it constantly because I said, and this is back in, you know, the off season of, of 20, whenever, when the Eagles were trying to get to Sean Watson and, and Russell Wilson to um, consider them. Yep. Um, uh, I said, Jalen Hurts will never become what Kyler Murray uh, was at the time. And by the way, Kyler Murray was coming off a heck of a season. Um, wasn't outrageous at the time by any stretch of the imagination. But people put it out there today, like I said it yesterday, you know. <laughs> um, and anybody who watches this show knows, hey, I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. Now, there's a lot of fans who can't admit they were wrong about Jalen Hurts because they say, oh, no, I knew he was going to be the runner-up to MVP. No, you didn't. Nobody and if did. you did, you're just blindly loyal to the Eagles, and you could have inserted any name that was playing quarterback for your favorite team. But he has, since that time, he has gone on to prove himself to the point where I don't question Jalen Hurts. And I say it all the time. He might be a better quarterback this year, and the Eagles might not win as many games. That is very, very possible. Um, But I don't question Jalen Hurts anymore. He has become just an afterthought because of the season that he had last year, because he elevated his game as much as he did. We just don't concentrate on him as much as we did. We will as soon as the game starts being played, because yeah, then then the quarterbacks take back over and they are front and center on almost every single conversation. All right. We got a, a, just a minute or two before Eric at home is going to join us. Um, Practice squad going to be named today. First, you go through the waiver claim at noon. You find out by one o'clock who you do or did or didn't get. If you put in a claim, whether you got the guy or not. If you have to, if you get a claim, then you got to cut somebody from your 53. So then you're going to have your full 53-man roster. And then you can fill out your whole practice squad. What is the practice squad going to look like? Is it just a given that it's going to be out of 16 players? 15 guys that were cut here. Do you think the Eagles will be scouring anybody else's uh, roster to offer them a practice? Oh yeah. There, there, there's always one or two that they bring in from outside, but the vast majority is going to be guys who were just released and uh, waived and they're going to bring them back. Um, You know, 13, 14 are going to be guys that just come right back. Haven't left. Um, will be at practice because <laughs> they know they're going to clear waivers. Um, yeah, the vast majority. And, you know, I, I the Devin Allens of the world, uh, Britton Cubbies, they need, as we said, we, they need bodies. Uh, you know, Julian Good-Jones, if you want to talk about an offensive lineman, is just going down the list. Obviously, Garner. Uh, at cornerback, if he gets through waivers, he'll how be about, back. How about Josh Sills? Josh, I think, will be back. Um, I'm just going down the list. Kyron Johnson, I think, will be back. Uh, Joseph Nada, I think, will be back. If they can get Janarius Robinson through waivers, I think he'll be back. Brady Russell will definitely be back, the tight end. Uh, his uncle is Matt Russell. Um, so, you know. Um, 
He's the Eagles senior director of personnel. Um, Aaron Sipas, uh, you know, the Eagles admitted he might be back on the practice squad. Uh, ben Van Sumeren's a given. Um, you know, Greg Ward, you know, it's his 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 birthright to be on the practice squad. Um, so most right, of but them. But you only just guys. one quick clarification on the practice squad. Correct me if I'm wrong. Only six veterans, right? I think of it's the four, 16 four. guys. I think it's four. I think it's six. I think you have six. I'll veterans. double check. I think you have t- 10 of the 16 have to be rookies and or second year guys. Yeah. And when yeah. we say veterans, that's the cutoff. Once you're a third year player, you're uh, a veteran. So I, I think the, the, the split is uh, six and 10. I think you can have six veterans. And most of those fell into the category of perfectly fine. They're young enough. But uh, a couple of those guys, like Sills is a third-year guy now, right? Oh, no, he's a rookie. Lady. Second year, no. yeah. He's a second no, year. He's so fine. He's guy. fine either way. Uh, but they'll, you know, they'll bring in um, a couple outsiders. Uh, and that probably won't be there today. So, But the vast majority are going to be guys they just released. Um um, you're right. It's six. It's not four. So it is six with no limitations, uh, on experience. Um, I don't think the Eagles will keep six veterans on the practice squad. Um, it, it is still more for younger players. Uh, and they look, they still look well, at it that is, way. Is Sippus a uh, veteran? Um, yeah, Aaron would be in that category. Uh, you know, that all they're going to work out punters today. And, you know, if they like somebody better, um, you know, Aaron is probably gone. But they bent over backwards to say, look, if we don't like somebody better, um, we're just going to put him on the practice squad and elevate him probably for the first three weeks and then decide at that point whether it's going well and if it's going well, he'll be back on the roster. I know that's not what Eagles fans want to hear, but there is a window open for him coming back and how he admitted that. Um, and that's what they uh, have to deal with as of today. All right. Uh, we're going to take a time out here. Then you're going to come back and hear from more Mac and Mac. I just got a text from Eric at home who uh, just reached out to me and said, I, I so uh, greatly apologize he just got info on a story that he's got to write for NFL.com. He was certainly planning on coming on with us, but he's right in the middle of, I don't know if it's breaking news or whatever, but it's a story that he got hit with. Uh, so he's got to take care of that for NFL.com. So you get that much more Mac and Mac. John McMullen, Jody McDonald sticking around for more Birds 365.
Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, go first. and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles You got McMullen and McDonald here with you on Birds 365. We are uh, going back over what the Eagles did to get their original 53-man roster in place yesterday. And uh, both John and I have questions. Not, Not overt, like, oh my God, what the hell are they thinking? This roster isn't good. No, we we like the talent on the Philadelphia Eagles. Both John and I think that they're uh, the most talented roster in the NFC this year. We'll see if it plays itself out on the field. Shoot, John asked last segment, is this the most talented roster that Howie Roseman's ever put together? I can easily say yes to that. The question is, is it the most balanced roster that the Eagles have ever put together? As we sit here at 53 today, I can't uh, say that because they don't have a punter and they don't have a punter. <laughs> and uh, Sirianni was actually funny yesterday. Uh, the whole thing about Jordan Mailato. Well, I'm not going to ask him to go back and go, Jordan, we love you from Howie. Um, you were there. You went to all their practices. No, they have practices where you're not allowed in or whatever else. Did you ever get the feeling that the Eagles were confident that anyone else who is now still on their 53-man roster – could return punts for them during this preseason, J Mac? Um, no, I, I, you know, throughout practice, you know, when Britton Covey was healthy, the rotation was uh, Britton Covey, Greg Ward, who, when he was healthy, um, followed by uh, Quez Watkins, and then Devontae Smith, who they give a couple reps to because he's the high leverage guy that if right. they need a return Makes sense. late in the game. And then AJ would do it, which would excite people, but he admitted he did it uh, just to have some fun. (laughs) um, Yeah. uh, To warm up and things like that. So those were the four guys. And if you remember when Britton Cubby uh, strained his hamstring 
um, perfect example of can't make the club in the tub uh, is Brenton Covey. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and Greg Ward got hurt at the same time. It was like Zach McPherson all of a sudden was returning punts. Had never seen him take a rep in a, in his life, and I've been there for Zach's entire career. Obviously, um, never saw him take a punt return rep in practice ever. Um, and there he was in a game taking them and he did a fine job, at least, you know, navigating and catching the football. Um, and then he got hurt and then it became, um, um, Alameda, uh, uh, who got, um, some work as well. Now he gets an occasional rep. I should have brought him up. And Justin Evans, though, um, was the other one that was out of left field, um, who I'd never seen taking a, a punt return rep before. Uh, and he started taking some punt return reps. So, um, yeah, they don't have a, a natural punt returner if they were forced to play the game today. And obviously, I, I don't think they're going to um, go out and identify a punt returner. I think it would be Alameda right. or Justin. Um, or they might just elevate Britton Covey because I think they'll get him through waivers and get him back on the practice squad. Uh, and that's what they did at the start of last year. Um, I think that's how it would be. You know, the larger special teams talk, Jody. You know, maybe the Eagles... <clears throat> Excuse me, I got all choked up because I feel for Michael Clay. Yes, maybe the both. Eagles, maybe the Eagles believe <clears throat> the new kickoff um, return rule. Now we saw everybody returning kickoffs in the preseason because nobody cares. They're trying to look at individual players in the regular season, unless you're Cordaro Patterson or somebody like that. I think everybody's going to take the knee or take the fair catch and take it at the twenty-five. And maybe the Eagles' philosophy is, well, no kickoff return, no kickoff coverage. And similarly, there's so many good punters, uh, except for the Eagles, but so many of these guys that, you know, bust it like the kid from Tennessee, the kid from Minnesota, they bust it 55 yards on the reg, and, and they're tremendous when it comes to hang time. You never get a chance to return punts, so maybe they say less punt returns, less punt coverage value that's the only thing i can think of then that's why they devalued it um and partially partially that's true but again as you get late in the season <clears throat> and especially the eagles play outdoors in philadelphia last time i checked there's the occasional issue with weather and all of a sudden the kickoffs aren't flying as far as they usually do, the punts are not plying as far as they usually do. And all of a sudden you got to go cover a kid. Mm -hmm. And it happened in the stinking Super Bowl. And they couldn't do it in the biggest spot. So I don't know. I don't think they learned their lesson. All right, John. Uh, let's play this a couple steps forward. Uh, you mentioned guys who could be coming back to the practice squad, not only on the practice squad, but could get elevated because they <laughs> fill a specific role on a given day. They could get the nod, can only do it three times and got to make a decision. But you have some early flexibility where you can be juggling the roster and have a 
practice squad player as one of your active players. What was your uh, phrase last year about the Eagles inactives? Uh, 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 book uh, of the sermon from the book of Job. Yes, because Trey Sermon and Ian Buck and uh, Josh, Josh Job are inactive every single week. Uh, don't know who those guys are going to be this year. Don't think there's necessarily going to be a given everything. But a couple of guys who may be inactive because they're replaced by a practice squad player for a specific special teams reason. Uh, you're going to be able to work street into that catchy phrase real well this year uh, with Contavious. How about a Barnett? Do you think that well, I Derek think that... Barnett is a given if he's their sixth defensive end is he a given to be activated every single game because of it? They told him, God, seek, seek a trade. Day three pick. <clears throat> He's still here. No, and they're I not mean... going to cut him because it'd be a big dead cap hit because how he's cut one of those lengthy, dead, uh, evaporating years on his contract. So they don't want to cut him. Will he be told, yeah, you're not dressing today, Derek? Well, I think a lot of that has to do with. Uh... Nolan Smith, to be honest, in his health. Um, but I, I don't think he's the same. Like, I think they can't dress everybody. So I, I would think they're, they got to dress eight because that's what they believe in. I think they'll dress nine. <clears throat> and he would probably be the ninth um, if everybody's healthy. Um, so I still think he would get nine, dressed. You're talking nine defensive linemen. Yeah. Um, because they want you, four edge think guys. They, they want... they, you think they keep more of an extra defensive end or an extra defensive tackle? If it's going to be nine and it's four and four, who's the swing guy? An extra defensive I DT? think Barnett's the swing guy, yeah. I think so he's you think it'd be guy. more of a defensive end than a defensive tackle? Yeah. Well, then couple... who, are the four, who are the four defensive tackles who are going to be in the mix? Um, Marlon, Marlon going to be a... Uh, uh, inactive on a regular basis for this team? Um, the defensive tackles, obviously, Fletcher, Jordan, Jalen, Milton um, would be the four main guys. Um, defensive ends would be Reddick, uh, Sweat, Graham, uh, Barnett. Smith. Remember, Graham can kick inside, so that's part of it. Uh, Smith, and, and yeah, I think Barnett would be over Marlin. Uh, but it, it could also be game plan specific because Marlon is the backup sort of to Jordan Davis. But, you know, they also want a different backup to Jordan Davis. So it's not like they, you know, they can't replicate what Jordan Davis brings with Marlon Tui Pelotu, who I like as a player, by the way. I think he's underrated. I think he's a, I think he's a good player. But, you know, the larger point is, um, I right, let, like, let, let, like, let me let me stop you right there. Who's going to be the Jordan Davis? Who's going to be the guy when Jordan is off the field because he's not going to play every single snap? They rotate guys in. Who's going to play Jordan's role when he's not on the field? Well, he does. They're not going to have that player, but okay. they don't have that player. They don't. They don't have that player. So the the the, the responsibilities change. Well, if yeah, Davis I mean, it, it, but so in essence, you know, they use the variable front. So they use the fifty front, the forty front, the fifty front. Jordan's going to be on the field. If Jordan gets hurt, then obviously Marlon's going to be active and he's going to play that role. But 
he can't play that role. So it's like he's playing out of position, um, similar to what Javon Hargrave did in year one before they had Jordan Davis and got Linwall Joseph and 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 had somebody for that role. Um, so yes, yeah, somebody's got to play out of position. It would more likely be, um, um, you know, Fletcher Cox and Jalen Carter together in 40 fronts as the main guys with Milton Williams mixing in as you know if 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 jordan's not available but they want they that they tried you know with noah ellis they've been trying they brought in a a lave saga pulu who's 330 robert cooper's 340 they brought in all these guys but you know it's hard to find 340 pound guys that can move like jordan davis just that um yeah there's not a lot of those guys um but the larger point to me is when you talk about, look, I get it. Contavious Street is an NFL player. I get it. I get it. But how many dominoes would have to fall for him to play on this team? So what is the point, Jody? I mean, if you think you can get a seventh-round pick by keeping him on the roster uh, these extra 24 hours or 48 hours, fine, if that's the plan. But how is he going to – and he's got a one-year deal. He's not long term. He's not a young player. No. So I I don't, you know, I don't get it from that perspective. And I'm not criticizing him as a player, as I said, but how do you get to him? You know, I, I it's confounding to me. It doesn't bit. add up for me. The numbers just don't add up keeping as many defensive tackles as they did. But again, what we define as defensive tackles, we don't know our defensive tackles anymore because of 40 fronts and 50 fronts and different ways to use guys. Uh, so the Eagles just love defensive line players, but only so many are going to get dressed every single given Sunday. So a bunch yeah. of guys are going to be inactive. Um, yeah, I did want to get back to linebacker with you as well, because that was one thing I did get right about the predictions yesterday, which by the way, who won the contest? Um, Nobody yet. It always comes down to the practice squad. There's like, um, oh, is that the tiebreaker? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pull it up for is you. Is it the full quick. roster? I thought it was just the 53. No, yeah. well, it's a 53, but everybody ties. There's there's usually three or four people uh, that tie, and then whoever gets the most on the practice, practice squad, squad is the tiebreaker. Um, usually, um, you know, I've come in second i don't know three times and i've lost on practice squad um seven tied with 51 oh really um, that, and how many in the how many in the contest uh probably 15 20 so ha- half of the field it's got the same number yeah. ej our buddy ej smith blg's in it uh seamus clancy's in it uh elliot shore parks the biggest upset in the world uh, is still alive, uh, Zach Berman, Jeff McLean, and our good friend Andrew DeCecco, first-time uh, participator. Nice. And he's still alive. So good job for Andrew. Uh, those are the guys, and you'll notice, no McMullen, no Bobold, no Dave Sankaro, no Jimmy Kemsky. Um, no Kratz. Yeah. Uh, no Kratz. Um, yeah. Um, Britton Cubby killed me too much, uh, 
uh, deference uh, to him, Aaron Sipa. I had Aaron Sipas on the roster. Did anyone and not have a punter? Two guys did Ooh. not. But uh, Elliot was one. Right, then I give him the win right now. That's the tie. The tiebreaker. Um, and I forget if there they, were two. If they were smart enough to know the Eagles were going to try and get by without a punter on the 53-man roster, they, they should get a prize. Yeah, I that. seriously thought about the Eagles doing the – Rick Lobato thing. Right. You and um, I discussed that. I yeah. thought uh, I, I gave that. At they least turned a out, it turns out shot. they did it at punter and they're going to try again. They're going to try to find an upgrade. Um, and if they don't, Aaron might be back. Um, but yeah, I, and, and also see part of the reason is, you know, I try to beat these guys. So like my goal is you gotta take a shot. Yeah. Yeah. My goal is to beat Bo and and Jimmy and and those guys. And we have the friendly back and forth. Um, and I said, Yeah, I mean, this team needs special teams players. So that was my whole thought process behind Makai Gardner. And I took my shot and that, you know, that got me down to fifty. Um, otherwise I'd be in the mix. Uh but if I want if I got it right. I'm in I'm in tremendous shape because all these guys went the opposite direction. Yeah. So that's how that's how razor thin it is. But right. uh comes yeah, comes down those... to one one guy at one position. Yeah. All right. Speaking of one position, you made me think earlier when we were talking about where the Eagles are short and the like and um the fact that they've only got three linebackers. If I were in your contest. I would have had N'Kobe Dean, Zach Cunningham. And yeah, I had a, only three linebackers. I got that part right. Yeah, right. some people were suggesting that it was going to be more than that. I didn't think so. Um, but they got to do something there, right, John? Because, and I don't want to jinx the guy, but the truth is the truth, and history is history. Zach Cunningham is a Philadelphia Eagle because, as much of anything else, he's injury prone. Otherwise, he would have landed on a team prior yeah. to in preseason signing like he was. Uh, now, to his credit, he's come in here, earned the job, earned a spot on the roster, probably going to be the starting linebacker next to Kobe Dean. So I tip my hat to Zach Cunningham for what he's brought to the table. What he also brings is an injury history. And you talk about going short in a position. I think it was always oh, uh, you mentioned that. The two linebackers last year never got hurt. They were on their field every single yeah. every single game, every single snap, and the Eagles could have gotten by with three uh, linebackers last year. Now they got Zach Cunningham, who's been hurt a ton during his career. They got to add another. Uh, is Van Toomerin going to be it? Are they going to bring him back from the practice? I think they might. I, 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 I do not think that Nick Morrow had a terrible training camp. Uh, I think he might be back, but he's a guy who's a vested veteran, and I think he'll look around first. Uh, but nobody, I mean, you know, the Eagles didn't, the Eagles signed him, didn't give him any guaranteed money. Mm -hmm. I remember we talked to our buddy Brad Spielberger. He kind of explained that, well, maybe he decided, because he had a decent season in Chicago. Now, it was worst team in football. Put up numbers, football, yeah. But he put up some numbers, played okay. Um, and he said, you know, Brad phrased it, and Brad's a Chicago guy, he's a Chicago fan, um, phrased it as, um, you know, he, he's going from playing 
with the worst defensive front in the league to arguably the best defensive front. And from his perspective, maybe said, you know what? If I can play a season behind this group, I'm going to look that much better and then I can, you know, turn it into a, a better contract. So I think he might be back on the on the practice squad. Uh, but that depends on his other options. Uh, Ben's definitely going to be back. I mean, definitely. And because he can play special right, teams. He, is he going to be? Uh, that's thank you for getting my question before I asked it. You cut me off perfectly. Um, is he just going to be on the practice squad all year, getting reps and getting better and taking another shot again next year? Or is he a guy who can actually get elevated and be a special teams guru type guy? What do you see Van Sumeren as, assuming he's back on this practice squad? I think he's more of a developmental guy. I don't think he'd be the first guys to get elevated for special teams. I think that would be Mackay and uh, maybe Devin Allen. Devin Allen was really good at it in in the preseason. Um, when he when uh, Zach went down and they tried him at Gunner, Gunner. he was really good at it. Um, so I think Ben would be further down on the list. I think so. I think he would be more of a a true developmental guy that just sits and learns. And that was the the book on him. Great athlete, but very raw. Didn't have a lot of playing time at the position. And that's kind of how it 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 worked itself out. He you know, you saw what do you have? Seventeen tackles in the in the preseason finale. Um and that should count because the Eagles now put an emphasis on the preseason yeah. well, finale. Alberto, Alberto got a hundred yards. Game? That yeah. preseason finale could be yeah. huge at moving the needle. Yeah. You never see a hundred yard games. That's what they said in the preseason. Well, yeah, because nobody plays. Right. And what, what, what um but yeah, um I definitely think he's gonna be back. I can't imagine anybody would claim him to put on the 53 uh, Van Sumeren. Um, so I think he'll be back. We shall see who's, who's coming back and who the Eagles are going to make a play for. All right, he's McMullen. I'm McDonald. Mac and Mac, guys, we got one more segment. Uh, Eric, get home again. Uh, text me, apologize greatly. Was planning on being here with us. Enjoys coming on the show. Said, I owe you one. When you can get me back on, please let's do it as soon as possible. It happens. Uh, I know how that feels, man. Somebody tells you, you got to do this immediately. And McMullen's, he's an actual writer. I'm just a stupid uh, analyst there on YouTube and on the radio. Yeah, guys have actual deadlines that they are told, yeah, "Yeah, we need this now. So, unfortunately, Eric got scooped up and had to do something. But we'll get him on before the season starts. That's a promise. All right, Mac and Mac coming back. You know what we need to do. Put a ball on the show.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. McMullen and McDonald, your Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. All right, John, let's get a uh, timeline for the folks today. Um, know that you have to have all your claims in by noon uh, this afternoon. By 1 o'clock, the NFL will uh, tell every single team who you did or didn't get via claim. Uh, if you do get a player, then you've got basically an hour to figure out who you're going to cut from your 53-man roster because you got to make room for him. Uh, and then uh, afterwards, uh, you can start to build your practice squad. They put a whole bunch of practice squad play- people in place already. They can't do it officially because players could still get claimed. Nobody knows who's claimed yet, so you can't do it officially, but you can do it unofficially. What's the time frame for practice today? How many practice squad guys do you think are actually going to be part of it? Um, Three o'clock, the Eagles are practicing at uh, Lincoln Financial Field, by the way, for some Oh, really? Why the link today? I have no idea. More more Um, coaching communication drills? More more communication. Okay. Well, you know, when we get to talk to Nick again, I'm sure he'll be asked at some point. Um, But – yeah, like I said, probably 12, 13 will be just guys being brought back. Pretty significant number um, 
by the way, the Phillies are playing at one, I think. So that's going to be a that's cluster. That's true. You know. oh, one down be, is out, Philly. It's going to be a cluster, you know what? So that's not a good day for me. Um, yeah. Uh, so they're practicing yeah, there. And it's later, it's later in the day because of that reason, because they want right. the guys back for the practice squad to practice. Makes 100% sense. Um, the lot where uh, you park, I parked when I was going down there to do the shows for WIP and stuck around for practice. Do they collect parking for the Phillies for that lot? Do they use that for Philly parking at all? Or yes. is that just a- uh, well, that lot is we don't we don't have to park there now. We we can park in the Novacare complex, but it's so crowded during training camp. We have to park in the naval lots, which is right. right That's next what to I'm the, talking about. Yeah. yeah, we don't have to park in that lot now. We can park in the Novacare, the actual Novacare complex. Oh, okay. uh, once with, training with camp the swinging gate. Yeah. Inside, we can park inside. Did I mention the time here on Birds Three Sixty Five? What happened to me when I was doing a WIP morning show? Uh, couldn't get in. Getting there at five, whatever. Nobody's there. Be on the yeah. air at six. Oh no, security was there. And you know what else was there? The friggin' sprinklers. I had to walk up to the security gate to get a pass, and I got completely doused by the sprinklers that are on at five. 30 in the morning what the hell are you doing running sprinklers at 5 30 in the morning you gotta get it over with before the people freaking come soaked before the show ever started sitting around in wet pants at 5 40 in the morning thank you very much anyway yeah. and i always park over in the navy lot i'm i'm not a big enough field to get it even though they told me you can park in there you can park right up front no no i'll go i'll, I'll hang out with the rest yeah, of the show not me man I want, I want, I want to be in you the want that close I want to be in the secured environment. You never know when people are no, coming. I, I, I park the next lot down. I'm in the Navy lot. All right, uh, you and me tomorrow. We'll have the uh, newest version of the Eagles' 53-man roster, and there yeah. can be continual versions of it right up until they. Uh, By the way, uh, Vikings are waving Jalen Rager. No, Rager's available. Eagles need a punt returner. Return punts. Eagles need a punt returner. Reunion. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I'd bet good money against that. All right. uh, Tomorrow we got Johnny Stallness, our buddy from Bleeding Green Nation, Eye on the Enemy podcast. Uh, He'll be jumping in with us and uh, we'll somehow uh, finagle another guest. Maybe I'll get home. Eh, If he couldn't, he doesn't have another story break on him tomorrow. We'll work on that. Uh, J Mac, have a good time. I know you got a uh, hectic, busy day in front of you. Uh, You'll be back with me, Manana? Uh, Yeah, let's do it. McMullen and McDonald right back here in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.